This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Red Men News. I am Ross Chanley, joined by Ben Kelly. Long Hello. time no see. Ben, how Hello, are we? everyone. I'm pretty good. How are you? All right, mate. I was, I was, I was locked down treating you. Um, dreadfully, I'm missing the football. I'm, I'm, you know, as everybody is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them things, isn't it? Hopefully, um, it begins to come back over the next few weeks. Do you know what I've missed more than the football, Ben? Sorry? Do you know what I've missed more than the football? What have you missed more than football? You, mate, you haven't seen your oh, phrases. Oh, and isn't that lovely? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's special for two reasons, because Ben's here, we haven't seen Ben, so everyone say hi to Ben in the comments. Um, but also, we don't normally do, uh, regular viewers will know, we don't normally do a news show on a Tuesday, because obviously things are a bit quieter, but uh, lots of stuff came out last night, those who saw the Premier League meetings and stuff like that, so I thought it was important to talk through that, get your thoughts, uh, any questions or thoughts that you do have, get them in, and Tom will collect them at the end, and we'll go through as many as we can. Uh, but first of all, Ben, as I mentioned, there was a Premier League statement made yesterday. Uh, we're going to take this from the Liverpool.com website. Um, following yesterday's me- uh, today's meeting of shareholders, which was yesterday, Premier League Chief Executive Richard Masses has said that 20 clubs are united in their desire to get the 2019 season back up and running uh, and that players and managers will have an important role in that return. Uh, in today's meeting, it was reiterated that the Premier League and clubs absolutely recognise that COVID-19 pandemic puts football into context. Uh, he went on to say so many lives have been lost and so many was deeply affected. Um, during today's meeting, the UK government signalled the possibility of the return of live sports from the 1st of June following its announcement on the easing of lockdown in England. Um, just want your initial thoughts on that, Ben. I know there's a lot to get through, which you've... We've got in, you know, from different um, from different sources, but just, you know, we had a little we had a little chat yesterday when I had a catch up with you, and just kind of that, um, just some sort of hope, I think, isn't there that you know football might come back? Yeah, and I think look, it's it baffles me really how how people don't understand that it's as if it's as if people think that they're just trying to rush it back and do all that. They're not. They're clearly doing this in a very controlled and considered way and that you know they, they're genuinely genuinely not going to bring it back unless it's safe to do so and they're put, going to put the right procedures in place and any procedures that they they do have to put in place sound as if it's all going to be paid for by the league and maybe by the clubs and, and whatever so it's not there's there's no detriment here to everybody else 
or there shouldn't be if if everything's done correctly, um, if football is to be brought back. So so for me, yeah, it, it's good to see that, obviously I don't think null and void was ever really an option, but it's good to see that all 20 clubs are clearly you know, in favour of getting the season going again as and when they can. And that's the most important thing, that this isn't going to happen. It's not happening overnight. It, it shouldn't happen overnight. It's going to happen at a point where it's safe to do so. And, and I don't I don't see a problem with that at all. No, when you saw the news yesterday, Ben, it was quite interesting because there were certain uh, publications that were going, um, government gives the Premier League the green light to carry on and the, the other sources, I think it was the independent, were going, there's going to be no live football before the 1st mm-hmm. of June. It was quite interesting to like how it was kind of played out and reported and such but you know a lot of people got that excited at the fact that you know you know first of june great foot he's coming to come back then the 12th of june is the date that they kind of marked out but there's still quite a few things to, to kind of work out from that um but we still have to wait to see what the premier league decides don't we yeah we do um and, and uh, yeah i think a lot of people interpreted the statement as that's when football will return but that's not how that's not how it is it's you know it won't return before then so it's any point from the 1st of june and as you say the 12th of june was the date being sort of mentioned anyway so so we'll you know in my head i'm thinking the 12th of june at the earliest but it really does depend now with lockdown restrictions being eased you know, we all don't know what's going on in this country at the moment with, with what we're allowed and not allowed to do. If this R number goes back up above one, as it's starting to in Germany, and it might cause a problem over there, um, then the whole thing might be delayed further. And to be honest, with the way it's all going, I feel like that's the way that's what's going to happen. But right now, 12th of June, hopefully, is the day. Yeah, well, I hope so. But, you know, one of those things um, that was discussed yesterday, uh, I think we mentioned it on the news yesterday as well, was the um, the neutral grounds things. Um, mm-hmm. What was called a Premier League restart battle in ESPN. Uh, more than half opposed neutral grounds. Uh, there's quite a lot to get through. When I said, you know, Ben, is um, we still got to wait to see what the Premier League say. There's so many different facets to get through in this, to get it to the point where they can start football on the 12th of June. Uh, one of which is this. Um, the Premier League will urge the UK government and its emergency services to reconsider the insistence of the 2019 top flight season must resume at neutral venues. Sources are told ESPN after more than half its 20 clubs voiced the uh, op- opposition to the plan. I, I, I said yesterday, I, I felt it was, I think you got more control over it if it's in neutral venues. But then I also said I understand it from, you know, how many times we mentioned this season about small, or last season as well, about small margins. You know, okay, mm. there's no fans there and I know they make a huge difference. And I think, you know, going to Anfield quite a lot, you know, we know what that's like. And I don't think it's any different, you know, from, from a different football club to, to say, actually, well, we want our fans yeah. there. But it's the psychology behind it in the sense of, you know, I, I say, Bournemouth, for instance, you know, they're in their own dressing room, you know, they feel comfortable yeah. in, in, in that environment, and obviously they're fighting for relegation as well. I kind of get that, it doesn't really bother me. Maybe it doesn't bother me because, you know, the league's pretty much done for Liverpool, I suppose, the neutral grounds venue affects the relegation European spots a lot more. It's it, it's difficult because, I, again, I think if, if the Bundesliga does start to go ahead, which it should do this weekend, I think that will learn so much about how they're doing it because they're not doing neutral venues. They made the decision not to do that. So clearly, you know, the reasoning, they, they'll have reasoning behind that and we'll be able to see how that goes. From a Liverpool perspective, it, it would be a shame to not have games at Anfield, especially if we're going to lift the trophy. I mean, it'll be a bit strange watching them lift the trophy in an empty football stadium, but, you know, nevertheless, at least it would still be at home. Um, 
But, you know, I think, you know, some concerns, obviously, Mayor Joe Anderson was blabbering on last week about the, the, the fan congregating. You can just take measures to, 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 to go against that. Obviously, you cordon the ground off of, you know, of a half mile radius or whatever, if that's what you have to do. If that's something you're worried about, fans congregating, you, you take steps to make sure that, well, to minimise the chances of that happening and, and put people off doing that. Again, I think we're... I think you know, the main point is I think we'll learn so much from how Germany does this over the next few weeks, and then when it comes to the beginning of June, preparations are really beginning to ramp up. We can take a look at what's worked, what hasn't, and then and then put that into our game. and And I think that's the way it's got to go. And I mean, there's at least a month there as well, isn't there, Ben? So you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's enough time to kind of assess and analyze, analyze what's going on. Um, another one of the complications. This is a tweet from Richard Buxton, who's a, a freelance journalist. Uh, he said the Premier League's bottom six are going to get their wish if neutral grounds are removed from the project restart equation, but it comes with a threat of points per game, deciding on which of them gets relegated. So be careful what you wish for. Um, I'm not sure Tom's got all the screenshots for this, but there's a guy from ESPN as well called Dale Johnson. Uh, he's basically just done a thread of all, like all the possible outcomes. I think, uh, was it Liga that was decided on, on points mm-hmm. per game? Um, you know, to, in, in that case, you know, if it's points per game, Bournemouth, Villa and Norwich get relegated, Um yeah, if, if it's weighted. I mean, I don't, yeah. personally, I don't understand the difference. Does anybody know? Let us know in the comments. I don't know. I, it's oh, something to do with your home and away form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So weighted uh, points per game is based on your home and away form and remaining fixtures. So West Ham would be relegated instead of Bournemouth if it was weighted. Um, and then if we roll back to round 27, which is unlikely to happen, West Ham, Watford and Norwich will be relegated. So it's it's more the big changes, are, you know, are down, down the bottom of the table, Ben. But, you know... It, and I said this yesterday as well. It almost feels like some of those teams are kind of using not not the not not the COVID nineteen, but they're using this opportunity to kind of look after themselves, which in some I, I understand. I yeah, think. I mean, we all are to an extent. I mean, you know, we we want this we want the season to continue, and there's part of us because that's you know we've got to admit that is partly because we want to go on and lift this league title, and we're going to get we're going to gifted the league title either way. I think if it goes on points per game, obviously we're going to get given it. But obviously, our preference as Liverpool fans is to see the season out and let the let the squad finish the games that they deserve to play, um, and then they get the trophy that way. But it's it, it's all it's all different it's all different motives, and it's it's a difficult situation. And it's, I think the key thing is that it's just it's so unprecedented that nobody knows how to act. So it's like. There is there is no right and wrong. It's like you, you can't blame anybody for. Yeah, every, everybody's taking the moral high ground, aren't they? But yeah, then, yeah. You know, you know, making mistakes along the way is you're right. It's very strange. Uh, this is from BBC Sport yesterday as well. Premier League, Premier League clubs um, facing three hundred and forty million pound TV refund uh, if season even if the season resumes. Uh, it says refund there, but it's basically they have to give the money back. So Premier League clubs have been told they could have to repay an estimated three hundred and forty million pounds to domestic and international broadcasters even if the season resumes behind closed doors uh, club officials met to talk about Project Restart um, the refund is anticipated as matches are not taking place as expected both because they will be played without fans and at different times to originally scheduled um, I was a bit of a surprise for me that Ben to be honest with you because I thought the whole one of the, one of the key reasons why they wanted it back was for that very reason, you know, we talk about some moral high grounds and stuff like that, but it's also the financial implications of what's in it. You know, if the football didn't carry on, then you can understand why, you know, everyone was worried about the money and certain clubs, were, you know, I think it was reported three clubs might go bust because basically they've already spent the TV money 
But you know, if broadcasters are asking for money back, I, I guess they're not getting the same product as what they thought they were buying. You know, there's, there's no fans, there's no atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it can go a long way. Or you know, this, it's not the right times or peak times when people will be tuning to football. If it's in the daytime when you know people might be at work. Now it's you know things have changed so much. I, I you know I, I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I mean it's, and this is the other side of it, and this is where the, the, the null and voiders, if you like, that that's where their argument coming because a lot of a part of this is about money and and whether or not the money is being treated as as as, as much of a priority because the, the desperation is to to save clubs or to for for clubs to keep as much money that they've made from TV as they can. Um, and and the league are obviously interested in doing that as well. The league will have made a lot of money off these TV deals, and suddenly that there is that is the flip side to what we've just been saying. You know, if if there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If, the, the, you know, we've got, we've got the, 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 as a fan perspective, we want to see the football being played, but is there an ulterior motive from the league that obviously they're going to lose all this money and, and therefore the health and safety thing, you know, and we won't know the answer to that question. Only the people who are having the, the top people who are having the discussions in those offices or, you know, in those meetings will know the answer to how seriously they're taking this and how much of a priority the money is over everything else. Um, and I've got no idea whether or not these people have got conscious minds or not. So that was one of the big questions. Obviously, we spoke about it over the past six, seven, eight weeks about when you know, when football does come back. And I think it's all right doing it. I think if you have neutral venues, you control the, the virus, as it were, like a lot mm-hmm. closer because you know where people are and what they're doing, what they're up to, rather than you know kind of spreading it around the country. Um, but also, you know, I forgot what my point was. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help you, mate. No, sorry. Right, let's just move on. I completely forgot. It'll come back. It'll come back to me in a minute. It's been a long. It's been a long 
week. Um, UEFA are willing to extend a deadline in the Premier League need more time to finalise project restart plans. Uh, UEFA set a May 25th deadline for the league to outline plans to finish the season, uh, but the Premier League is still debating. This comes on the back of what we've just been talking about there, Ben, of, you know, what the clubs want to do in, in terms of venues and, and stuff like that. Um, UEFA are willing to extend it to 25th. Uh, last month, Alexander Shefferin, uh, the president of European football's governing body, informed the clubs of cut-off date, asking that plan to be included a restart date and formats for completing the remaining games. However, there are growing concerns that the Premier League will miss that date with their so-called project restart, having seemingly not made any tangible breakthroughs after Monday's meetings. Uh, this is something that might rumble on for quite a bit longer. I know we kind of just said, you know, 1st of June isn't when football's coming back. You know, the 12th of June is a date that's kind of, you know, kind of been thrown out there, but, you know, nothing's definite, is it, Ben? And I think that's, you know, a lot of people got excited yesterday. I'm, I'm rightly so, you know, there's, there's some hope there, football coming back. There's hope that Liverpool, you know, either way, like you've already mentioned, will get that title, you know, whether mm. the games continue or, or whether they don't. But, you know, I'm keeping my, my feet on the ground. I'm not getting excited about the 12th of June because, again, it depends what happens. You know, if, if, if there's another spike, as, again, as you mentioned, we're, we're back to square one again, aren't we? Yeah, um, and I, th- I think that's the thing we've got to keep an eye on. It's it's a it's a right now. There's there's two things kind of running parallel alongside each other, and it's those two. It's it's the 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 league and the clubs trying to decide amongst themselves exactly what's going on and exactly how they're going to proceed and agree to a, to continue the season if they're allowed to do so. But as I say, running parallel alongside that, you've got the bigger picture, which is what is actually still happening in the country at the time that the football begins to, to begins to pick up again and if we're not in a position or we go backwards um, if we go backwards and we're not in a position where we can continue then obviously you, you, you're right you're going you know, to be back to square one and suddenly August is creeping up and the, the null and void will once again probably end up being part of the conversation because people will assume that well we've got we've got to start the new season in August that's been the that's been the irritating thing for me it's like you know Time is a concept. You don't have to start in August. We just chose to start in August. And the virus year. isn't go away when, when the season. The, the virus so. isn't going to go away by August. You know, we're being told today to cancel holidays to forget about going on holiday. So it's just all. It's all so you've got to take it week by week and see what's happening. Um, before we get to some of your comments, I remember the point that I was trying to make that completely yes. escaped, escaped my mind. So with the neutral venue stuff, I think it's better in the sense of. You can control where the virus is and that, but the sense of a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about it was, you know, don't rush it back and because you know, the NHS was under such a strain. Are you going to take away by going for all 20, you know, league clubs playing at home and at home and away? Are you going to end up using more resources from the NHS in that mm-hmm. sense? You know, is it safe to just have the 10 venues and you're using, you know, you're reducing the spread of it around the country rather than dragging, you know, ambulances and doctors and, you know, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, plan. yeah. I mean, I suppose if you played it somewhere like, like I think St George was St George's Park mentioned at one point, obviously where they've got just loads yeah, of pitches. There was listed ten, I think. Yeah, and in theory, then you know you're right. Okay, then that's where the TV stuff comes in because obviously if you if you're going to do this, then it, it is different to what they paid for. But like you could just play like four games a day on 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 the on the same pitch and just have twelve o'clock, two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock games. Mm. Even at, you could, you know, you know what I mean? Because if they're all living on that campus, all the squads, and they're being kept away like a pre-season tour, then there's no reason really why you can't just play games one after each other, or you know, have if you've got four pitches, and then you can get it if if it's in the interest of them trying to get it done as quickly as possible. That's a route that they could go down. Yeah, and in that sense, it makes it makes sense why the TV. Um 
corporations want the money back because you're playing four games a day. You're not mm-hmm. going to get the same ratings as you are when it's no. a Super Sunday. Having said that, there. if everybody's still at home, you know, and that's the only thing on the telly, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to watch four games of football. Well, it depends who's on. I mean, imagine if it was Liverpool, City, Man United, Chelsea, Everton. Um, well, not Everton. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Ar- Ar- um, Arsenal, Tottenham. You know, it depends what games are on. And at this point, I don't know about you, but I'll, yeah, I would sit and watch four games of football in a row. There's nothing else to do. So, for football at this point, I'd watch Everton. That's how bad yeah. things are. Yes, that's how that has gotten. Right, your comments on the football return. S one zero zero says uh, it was never option, and these rivals whinged on about voiding for months. Like, I don't understand this, Ben, because like. We did a show last week, and it was um, we did it at AFC Liverpool. And we were talking to them, and it was, we got loads of shit for the title because like null and void the story of AFC Liverpool. And I was going, "Don't say null and void to me." Like you even took null and void off the table about two or three weeks ago, mm. and and yeah. you know even the, the, the rival clubs, which the comment refers to, people going, "Oh, you know, null and void the season." Well, that's not an option anymore. If you null and void the season, then say Man United don't qualify for Europe, Arsenal don't qualify for Europe. It's just Liverpool going to Europe. We all stopped arguing then. Yeah, I know. And null and void. There's no, there's no difference in. There shouldn't be a difference really in people's mind. And again, it comes back to that self. You know, the, the motivation. You know, the self motivation for wanting to finish the season or not finish the season, depending on what club you are. But there's no difference between points per game and null and void. If you want to stop the season to save lives, then fine. But like. Then it doesn't. It, it, there's no difference. Then is that we've we played 75 percent of the season. So let's award places. Let's do it on sporting merit rather than completely null and void in the season. If 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 the season is null and void, so void being the word in particular that I'm like focusing on. What happens to our Super Cup? Do we have to play Chelsea again? Because do we have to give that back? What it, do we have to go to Qatar again to play the Club World Cup? Because it's void. You're saying the whole season is void. It doesn't count. So what happens to those trophies? It's you know what I mean, like. It just, just doesn't make sense. So, it, yeah. Yeah, it, it is, Ben. Uh, on neutral venues, Liam Lawrence says, I don't care where they play it. Um, oh, I don't care if they play it on the moon as long as they let us watch it. Um, mm-hmm. Might be one of the safest places at the moon at this, at this moment in time. Uh, Kay Brennan said, neutral venue, everyone is in the same boat. And that's something that I, I kind of agree with. You know, these, these, these clubs that don't want the neutral stuff, Ben, like, I understand them wanting it, but it's not like... <laughs> It's not like it's just them, you know. So he's the, I think it was in like six clubs from the bottom half of the table initially was was like last week, mm-hmm. and as you know, I mentioned small margins before. But it's not like it's not like it's just Brighton that are playing in neutral venues. Like they're all, as the, as yeah, the comment yeah. says, in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's it, that's spot on, and and I think that's the thing. It's just you, you the clubs are going to have to realise that if they genuinely do want to, you know, continue the season, which it sounds like all twenty clubs want to do in some capacity. Then they're going to have to make some. They're going to have to acclimatise. They're going to have to. Some people, and and in the end, there's going to be some people feeling like they've been hard done by than others. But that happens over the course of a season anyway, with refereeing decisions, VAR, whatever. You're gonna, but you're gonna have to if you want to play at this point in this situation. You're going to have to make sacrifices. You're going to have to make. You're going to have to adapt to the situation, and that's just a reality that they're going to have to deal with at some stage. So you're saying if they did better in the first place, they won't be moaning about it. That's what you're getting at. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying, no, what I'm, <laughs> I'm joking, but, yeah. But what I'm saying, yeah. But what I'm saying is, they're gonna, 
even even Liverpool are going to have to adapt to the fact that they're going to be lifting a trophy in front of nobody. That's not ideal. That's not. Do you what think we that's want. going to happen? Do you think you even bother? Like, you don't do. I you, think. Would you, would you do the trophy? Because who, who are you doing it for? Just, it feels a bit weird. I don't know. If I was if I was Jordan Henderson, I'd kind of want to still. You know what I mean? Like I'd still, I kind of still want to do it. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they just do it. Depends when fans are like back in, in it. I mean, it's a lot. It's it's mentioned that it's going to be a long, long time. Maybe they just do it the first game of whatever next season is. If fans are allowed back in by then, you know what I mean. And they just yeah. do it at the end of that game, and you know, or whatever. But well, I think it's still a long way off. Maybe you should do it on a massive decisions. Zoom chat with a load of fans. So that that would work. That would be good. Yeah. Um, speaking of that mode, Dave Law, you never walk alone. Says uh, won't be able to go to a live Liverpool match for ages now. That's sad. Love watching the Reds. And it's not just the clubs and the players that have to adapt. I think we have to adapt as well. You know, we spoke mm-hmm. about the, the TV companies and stuff before, not getting the same product. Well, essentially, we're not getting the same product. Like, well, we're not getting one of the products because we can't go to the game. Another, another yeah. product is, is therefore watching it through TV. Like, we're going to have to adapt to watching in, 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 you know, in empty stadiums as such, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to adapt to watching all, pretty much all the games at home as well because we can't go to the pub either. So... That's that's another thing that we're gonna to have to that we're gonna think about. You know, all the, the the whole experience of of what football is is going to change for this period because football isn't just obviously about the sport. People who follow football know this. It's about the the socialising. It's about meeting your mates for a chippy before the game at Anfield. It's about going the pub in town to watch the the big game on the Saturday night and all that. And all that's going to change because right now we can't see anybody. So you're reduced to watching the game at home with you know, with you, with with whoever's there, if 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 you if you no one Ben, no one's here. No it's just one. me, just you, exactly. So this, this that, that's that's something that you're gonna have to adapt to. The whole experience is is gonna change. Yeah, no, it's going to be horrible and something we're all going to have to get used to. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with some more Redman news. Thank you, Ben, uh, for joining us. Good, good to have you back. Um, hopefully we'll get you some more stuff to pack next next week or so. Um, thank you to home for listening or watching. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to Redman News uh, for your daily dose of Liverpool news rumours and the occasional bullshit as well. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Ta-ra.